Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Perlman, and today is going to be podcast episode number eight, and I have a very special guest. And before I introduce her, I just want to say that first and foremost, I actually didn't get to cover everything I wanted to in this podcast. There was um, a bit of a delay in the Zoom, and it made it a little bit awkward on the back and forth uh, with some delays, uh, and it made some editing. It made editing a little choppy, but it's a really nice conversation to have caught up with someone that I admire. To say that I admire this person greatly would be an understatement. She is a former collegiate swimmer and diver. She is a mother of two, badass crossfitting, plant-based eating evangelist, and a true healthy living enthusiast and strategist. And she embodies it to the 10th degree. And the thing is, she wants to help people. And, 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 where, and why I was so eager to have her on the podcast is not only is she tried and true in her, in her quest to help people live their healthiest life. And right now, I think we all know that there are some very um, serious repercussions for not living our healthiest life. I think the idea of, I don't know, just kind of getting by, we're realizing that we're all very you know, susceptible and there might be large gaps in our nutritional and supplemental you know, daily routines that could help strengthen our immunity, that could help decrease the um, likelihood of developing autoimmune-like reactions. Uh, you'll hear her story firsthand how she overcame some very disturbing symptoms that were, that were concerning reasons that they might have been life-threatening. And through her research, through her efforts, and through her commitment to live a healthy, natural, you know, drug-free lifestyle, she has just absolutely blossomed. She's my good friend, and I hope all of you listen to this podcast because you are getting ready to take something away from someone who I look at as Supermom. So without further ado, this is me and Alicia Hanoyan. Alicia, we are live and recording. <laughs> Thank you for um, joining me today. I've been looking forward to have the opportunity to not only have you, you know, as my guest on my podcast, but in particular, people don't know, you are actually my first guest. It was supposed to be Dr. Perlman, podcast episode one. And I was behind the microphone, like shaking, quivering, and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, you're joining Dr. Perlman TV. <laughs> <laughs> but those days are long gone. And this is, I believe, episode eight, if I'm not mistaken. And I've already introduced you to the people. So you are, uh, by self-proclamation, a healthy lifestyle strategist plant-based um evangelist of sorts and mm -hmm. my friend from crossfit in rhode island mm -hmm. and so what are you doing with yourself nowadays and uh you moved to north carolina tell us tell us what's going on yeah so yeah we moved to north carolina it's been good we're still trying to adjust you know moving in the middle of a pandemic seemed like a great idea <laughs> and we like well, what do we have to lose like might as well just go try somewhere new but then when you move in a pandemic you don't actually meet people because no one wants to come out and like meet a bunch of strangers so that's been interesting but we're definitely making the most of it it's definitely brought our family closer so it's been fun um but yeah so i'm focusing on my business which you know is a lot of coaching individuals with healthy living 
strategies, which is why I call myself a healthy living strategist, because there is a strategy behind living healthy. It's not easy for people. It is easy, but people make it complicated. So we try and like break it down and make it more of a strategy and more doable, you know? Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's been good, really good. Why don't we start with this? How did you become a plant-based advocate? Um, What got you living the lifestyle you live now? Yeah, so um, I'll make a long story on the shorter side. Uh, So I lost my mom when I was 13. She had breast cancer and she passed away. And obviously, like, you just kind of go through your life and you adapt and you suppress all these things that you deal with in your life. And then as an adult, now having children of my own, I'm kind of like brought back to that place where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't imagine not being here for my kids. Like that is really like the driving force behind it at all. So then I started to kind of investigate, like, what are the healthiest things I can do so I can like make sure I'm here for them. Um, and I was dealing with a lot of health issues anyway. It really started with my skin. Like I had terrible, terrible acne, like all along like my chin. Like I it looked like a, I had like a beard of zits. It was disgusting. And <laughs> so I was like, you know, I it didn't, I felt super uncomfortable in my own skin. So I kind of started to like look into how I fix my skin. And that's when I came across um, my esthetician who recommended that I cut out certain things in my diet, um, which helped a little bit, but it still wasn't fixing the problem. So then I, I was having more health problems. Like I could get like heart palpitations, brain fog, which back then I didn't quite know what it was. Like, I just felt like when I was out and about, I was in a, like, I almost felt drunk, like throughout the day, like kind of dizzy and like just out of it. Um, so there was that I had pain in like my face, like I'm mostly on the left side of my face. Um, and it like floors in my eyes. Like I was just having all these physical symptoms that were like crazy. Cause I'm, I was a really healthy person. I thought, so then I'm like, I, I got to investigate like what's going on with me because I know it's not all my doctors were saying it was just anxiety. Like you have anxiety. Let's take some Lexapro. And I'm like, ah, like not that there's anything wrong with that. Like if someone needs medication, absolutely. Like, and it's up to everyone's discretion. But I personally was like, I feel like this is going to be a natural way to like heal my body. So that is when I found diving more into the plant-based lifestyle, um, doTERRA with my essential oils and then medical medium. Like once I came across these, it was like a perfect marriage of these three things that I was like, ah, and it's like the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> and it's, I mean, you said like if people need medicine, but mm-hmm. in your case and in many cases, Whatever the diagnosis may have been, let's assume, let's just kind of state the obvious. If it's not a tumor, you know, I mean, you're masking symptoms with medication. Right. You were, you were looking for the answer, like the source, like, why is this happening? And I mean, a lot of those symptoms, I'm sure a lot of people could relate to loaders, brain fog. Some people might even equate that and call it vertigo. I mean, you know, migraines, uh, the acne. I mean, so what did you? I mean, I don't want to get too, too detailed because there's so much to cover, but did you cut out certain foods and you were like, you know, this is helping a little bit. This is on its way. But was there like an X factor, like something that really turned it all around? Acne went away. Pain went away. Um, Yeah. So it's hard to say because that's why I started using doTERRA and medical medium stuff kind of at the same time. 
Um, but I was taking, we have a supplement trio that's like your micronutrients, cellular health and omegas, which I was never taking supplements. I didn't really believe in supplements. Like I was like, if I'm eating a plant-based healthy diet or at the time I was paleo for a while, I'm getting all the nutrients I need with my food. I eat super healthy. I don't need supplements. But now I realize that like our food is so depleted, like the soil is depleted. Like our food now just is not the same as it was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. So once I, I think adding supplements into my lifestyle there and then the celery juice i truly believe the celery juice is what healed my skin for sure 100 okay. because it was like within two weeks of me drinking it that my skin totally cleared up and i had tried everything else like and then learning through reading all of medical mediums books um like why people get eczema psoriasis and acne is kind of like oh makes sense <laughs> like you know so and just to clear the air, when we talk about the medical medium, we're talking mm -hmm. about, uh, is, it, uh, is it Anthony Williams? Is that how you say it? Yeah, that? Anthony Williams. Anthony Williams. Anthony Williams, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, some people might call it a little woo-woo. Woo-wee, -woo. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I'm butchering that saying even, but he, um, woo -woo. <laughs> he, you helped me. Just like as a side note, recently I was having some uh, COVID-y, virus-y like symptoms. I just couldn't shake. Basically, what was like a, I don't want to call it a brain fog, floaters might be more accurate because I was, I actually mm -hmm. did have a spell of vertigo and I was having migraines, wasn't feeling right. I figured I'd fast it out. But when you told, when you shared with me some of the uh, medical medium virus protocol, I went out and got a few different types of B12. I got a particular form of zinc and it's liquid form. And within a day, I was cleared up. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was like, light bulb moment. And then I started to pay more attention to a lot of uh, your videos and content. And it's made me want to eat a little bit more plant-based and really focus on getting micronutrients. By yeah. which for everyone listening, if you don't know what that means, that means there are vitamins and minerals and uh, various um, compounds from food that wouldn't just be, you know, uh, carbohydrates, fats. And yeah, that's awesome. I had no doubt in my mind that telling you to try those things was going to help. <laughs> and when you were doing the initial protocols, when you were getting the micronutrients, when you're using supplements and you were using celery juice, were you doing like a fast of sorts? Was it a cleanse? Was there a certain amount of days that it was just celery juice? Or did you just no. have celery juice and start eating some salads? And you know? Yeah, well, I was already plant-based at the time. So I'd cut out all animal protein. I'm not vegan. Like I still do have, you know, the occasional, we live, I mean, living in Rhode Island, like seafood is big. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we'd still eat seafood from time to time. Not even, I would say like three times a year I'd have seafood and then like some cheese here and there. So I'm not vegan, but the plant-based thing kind of started, um, I guess probably like almost a year before I found the medical medium information. And then when I found that I didn't, do a cleanse right away. Actually, my first, and I have done juice cleanses, like, but they were just kind of like separate, basically to give my digestion a break because I was kind of investigating digestion and like how our body breaks down food. So I wanted to try just a juice cleanse just to see what it was like. But um, generally speaking, and like with my lifestyle, I don't really do cleanses. I just did one though, New Year's, like beginning of January. It was a medical medium 369 liver cleanse, and that was amazing. And, but, yeah. So to your point, the celery juice is just like an ongoing protocol or, you know, routine regimen ritual. It's what I do every single day for the last almost three years. I've been drinking it every single day. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just going plant-based and I think celery juice is like, I mean, the miracle herb. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you certainly got me drinking a lot. I mean, a ton more of it. Like I'm not kidding. And tell me if if you think this like counters it in some bad way, but I put three cube pineapples in and I do celery juice with those three cube pineapples or I do three cube pineapples with cucumber and celery juice. Well, so celery juice, you're not supposed to mix anything with it. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it has to be just straight celery. Because the sodium cluster salts is like the miracle healing piece of it. And those are the those little cluster salts are what uh kill off the pathogens and like the Epstein Bar, HHV six and shingles virus in our body. Like th- that's what the sodium cluster salts do. So if you add anything to the celery juice, you're you do, you take away from its power. Ah. Yeah. So Cut out the pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get some sweetness in there. But... And I just uh, eat normal otherwise. <laughs> when you say you eat normal otherwise, what does that look like throughout the day? I'm, I, I want to know what the Alicia breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner is and snacks in between. Okay. Um, so morning is, the, he calls it the medical medium morning routine. So upon waking up, warm water or like lukewarm water with a fresh squeezed lemon in there. Cause that is the body's liver. Like, so overnight while you're sleeping, your liver is constantly working to detox your body. Cause we're inundated with toxins all day long. Um, so at night it's really working. So in the morning you drink that lemon water, which enhances your liver's capacity to continue to detox throughout the day. Um, so I do that first. And then shortly after that, I'll do my 24 ounces of celery juice. Um, and then I'll usually work out after that and then after my workout i'll make the heavy metal detox smoothie which is another medical medium (laughs) protocol (laughs) um it's like a smoothie with uh fruits and yeah there's some vegetables in it or herbs fruits and herbs mostly and then um uh shortly after that i'll eat i'll make like gluten-free steel cut oats with some wild blueberries something like that and then around lunchtime i usually have a big salad an apple. He's big into apples. So I've become big into apples. <laughs> um, fructose, fructose, bad fructose. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't have fruit fear. <laughs> um, so then I, yeah, like a huge salad, apple. I like the um, Purely Elizabeth is the brand. It's like a, you'll see them in Whole Foods and Stop and Shop, but it's like a grain bar that's got very minimal crappy ingredients. It's not mm-hmm. perfect. Like none of these bars are perfect, you know, but it's one of the better ones. And another brand I really like is 88 Acres. They're out of Rhode Island, I think, or Mass. But they, mm-hmm. they make a good seed bar, like a nut and seed bar. Okay. Um, so that's like a snack. Or I'll have more veggies and fruit. Or sometimes I'll have like a piece of sourdough, like an avocado toast with sourdough. Yep. You know, I, I do definitely eat some other snacky things throughout the day. Like Siete Foods, their, their chips I love. You know, those are on the healthier side of chips. Yeah. Um, and then dinner is kind of like whatever we're feeling. We do, um, like a meal delivery service three nights a week. So we usually make dinner together, my husband and I, um, and it's a plant-based option. So usually root vegetables, potatoes, tons of other vegetables. Yeah. So it's fun. It's not that hard. (laughs) And for, and for those people that are listening or for especially patients of mine or people that know I go by like the keto Cairo. And I totally am an advocate of the proper ketogenic lifestyle slash diet, which does not mean being in ketosis all the time, which I could go on for hours about. So I won't bore everyone to death now. But um, 
you know, Alicia is rip. I mean, that's just no other way to say it. She's rip. So see that guys, you can have potatoes, you can eat vegetables, fruits, and everything else. And especially now, and I want to drive the point home. Like, so you exercise, I would, I mean, regularly, right? Like, do you have like a regimen that then there's a decent amount of rest in between? Are you an everyday or how do you, do you go hard certain days? Like, how are you balancing rest, recovery and working out? Yeah. So I, um, I do move my body probably every single day. Um, we have a rebounder, like a little trampoline. So I get in some rebounding daily. Um, CrossFit. I'm only CrossFitting two days a week right now, or like sometimes three, but mostly only two. I felt like my body was, I don't know, like I didn't need it as much, but I do still love it. Like I trust me, I love CrossFit. I'll never not love CrossFit, but um, during the, like the whole stay at home order, we got a Peloton. Actually, we had a Peloton before, but I was only doing that once a week, CrossFitting more. Mm-hmm. But then now I've kind of like shifted on pel- I'm cycling more um, and doing CrossFit twice a week. And yeah, so just about every day I work out. I do yoga on Thursdays, just one day a week. Um, but my, my workouts are not super strenuous like they used to be, unless I'm doing CrossFit or like a um, no Tabata or a hit ride on the bike. Yeah. But I like the longer endurance rides now. I find those to be kind of fun and I'm definitely not uh, taxing my adrenals as much <laughs> as yeah. I once was, but it's working and I feel good. So well, that's awesome. And you were actually, that almost like took the words out of my mouth. There's almost like no need to, to say it now about like taxing the adrenals, like increased cortisol. Like mm-hmm. right now, I think one of the big problems, and this is why I love chatting with you. And now, you know, you went through what you eat and how often during the day and people need to hear that. And I mean, you cannot starve your body. You cannot starve your muscles of what it needs. You cannot dehydrate yourself with amphetamine and or, you know, caffeine, excuse me. You can't dehydrate yourself, leave yourself depleted to be, to try to be ripped. You can't starve out all this fat. All you're going to be doing is starving muscles. Muscles need nutrients to grow. You got to feed the machine. And I, I really hope that anyone that is listening to this, that they understand that it's, I mean, it's just science. For, I think it's something along the lines of for every, uh, you know, 100 calories or something that you eat, your body uses like 20 of those calories when they're proper, you know, protein, so uh, fat and good, you know, carbohydrates. Uh, it uses 20 of those calories just to, you know, metabolize. And I mean, that's how you build a sustainable, you know, lifestyle. So that's another thing that, again, I really want you to elaborate on. You're, you're the, not only the guest, you're the featured guest. And I mean, people got to understand, I mean, you are an athlete. I was, I used to CrossFit with you, which is probably about five years ago now. And, you know, gosh, it might be more, but I think it's more, (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you were like back squatting PRs the day that, you know, your first daughter was born. That's almost a true story. I think it's pretty close. (laughs) strict precedent. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she's, she's back in the box, you know. I don't know what a week later, two weeks later, not even. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think like I took a solid like 10 weeks, but okay. I was like, yeah, I was excited to get back to working out. Totally. Yep. <sighs> Those were the days, right? <laughs> I mean, I can't even two days of CrossFit now would like break me in half. You know, yeah. it's just, it's too strenuous in terms of the repetitive motions that I do at the office. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've just developed like horrific hip tendonitis and uh, 
uh, like tight psoas and chronic lumbar discs myself. Wow. And the thing was, is when I was in like the keto like zone where I wasn't even straying, straying from that at all, I was thriving in terms of exercise, but my adrenals, my kidneys, like it became a big problem. Mm. And that's why in the last year or so, I've really gone back to a much more balanced, low carb diet, very plant heavy. And then I have my days, but as way, your two days of CrossFit is my two days of eating like steaks, ribeye, bison, things of that nature. Yeah. But uh, all I do is run and cycle and body yes. weight exercise. Oh, I mean, right. So the keto, keto diet is like, you would want fat. You would want like only fat. And the, and the thing is people think that they're eating a keto diet, but they're usually eating way too much protein. So uh -huh. pr protein broken down, you know, in the body when it gets absorbed and then it's turned through uh, gluconeogenesis a sugar um mm -hmm. a pathway so it basically breaks down like sugar it's a little okay. bit different but also they eat too much protein and that too much protein ends up uh, not being absorbed and it just mm -hmm. goes to fat and the same way that insulin then ends up getting signaled with too much protein at once and uh that's kind of how you turn on like a lot of uh they call it mTOR it's like um how you just you know multiply cells so you think of like cancer Mm -hmm. Where, you know, yeah. and, and I, I agree with that notion. I just don't think that you can partition fuel in your body appropriately without, you know, being very smart about how much heavy, dense food that you eat, i.e. protein, fatty protein, and even lean protein. Because even lean protein has a ton of fat. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the medical medium is right in the sense that you cannot stay in nutritional ketosis all the time. Mm -hmm. You could try. And that inevitably would end up being very, very taxing on your body. I would think, yeah. and, I, and I experienced that, mm -hmm. um, which is why I think this, and one of the reasons I want to have this podcast is you've heard the term uh, butyrate, right? Mm -hmm. So butyrate is a compound that we make in our small intestine that we get only from these, well, I can't say only from, but predominantly from, and most people that eat a normal, even healthy diet get from are fibrous plants. Mm -hmm. Now that component of butyrate is just a little bit different than the beta-hydroxybutyrate main ketone that we make in the liver. Now, they are two different things altogether, but I found this study and I'll end up having it in the description. I'm not going to screen share now just because I guess you could say I'm lazy, but I'm holding it right here down here. These notes. <laughs> it talks about uh, butyric acid influences how beta-hydroxybutyrate, the ketone we all love, modulates fatty acid oxidation, that's using fat in our body, and ketogenesis to support ketosis. So the conclusion of this study is short-chain fatty acids do uh, play a role in the effect of exogenous ketone bodies to support the evaluation of the ketone status um, really, excuse me, to utilize the more efficient beta-hydroxybutyrate. So I'm not even trying to show off or get technical, but here's, here's the take home of this. This is why I love plant-based and why you're going to like just drive home some points in a minute, but I just <laughs> want to finish saying that you can have a high fiber, like, right? So high fiber diet, high fiber in a sense, leafy greens, very low glycemic index based vegetables and fruits, right? We'll, we'll keep it at vegetables. 
Uh, and what that'll do is it reduces the rate in which food enters the bloodstream, right? And it increases the rate in which the rest of you know, waste and what we can't digest leaves the body. That's very healthy for you because it controls blood sugar. It can keep um, dense, non-beneficial calories low. And now we know that by eating all those fibrous vegetables that, have, that are loaded with butyrate, you can actually be more efficient at making ketones. So you can do a plant-based ketogenic diet and actually have a lot of sustained success. Will you be in nutritional ketosis all the time? Of course not. That would eventually be harmful, as Alicia was alluded to. And so that's the science behind eating like plant-based ketogenic, really without getting crazy, nutty, and, you know, but I wanted to, you know, have the opportunity and the platform to share that. And obviously, it's one of the reasons why you could look at someone and say, how are they so ripped? They're eating carbs. They're eating potatoes. You know, it, it, it goes beyond that. I mean, yes, there's an exercise component. but Yeah. But nutrition's huge. It's everything. Or not everything, but it's huge. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. There you go. That's what I wanted to, to talk. Okay. When people come to you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have, you must have like a component, like there must be more than just nutrition. What do you say, like all these staples of, living a healthy lifestyle are? Like what's your kind of things you point to? Well, the foundation for sure. So nutrition, I think is the biggest, you know, Mm -hmm. that's our foundation and making sure that it's like building a house on a crappy foundation. Like you just can't do it. Mm -hmm. So nutrition first, for sure. And then I think rest and stress management, stress management is next. Um, but with the stress management piece comes movement and exercise because a lot of people let off steam by exercising, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, I do think getting some form of movement in every day. And I say movement instead of like, you know, a workout because you don't have to go balls to the wall every day. Like your movement could just be going for a 20 minute walk, you know, or doing something light at home uh, or yoga or something. Not that yoga is not, it can be strenuous, but, um, yeah, I think like those three things and hydration, drinking tons of water are like the staples, you know, the pillars of when you talk about health, where you want to be at. And, and yeah. it's, I'm, I'm very similar. I talk about, I always say rule number one is don't get hurt. That's, <laughs> yes. every, that, that's everyone's <laughs> past. It's like, man, when you get injured, you're in a bad spot. What can we do? Then I talk about mm-hmm. nutrition and exercise. Nutrition supersedes exercise. Then there's sleep, like you talked about rest. And really, when you talk about stress, stress management, I always say the body's ability to adapt. And that just kind of goes into really like the, all four of those plus everything you said, right? If we can't yeah. adapt to like our body under a uh, toxic load. Uh, I was just going to say, that's the one thing I would mm-hmm. add in there is reducing our toxic load because you can't, you're in, we all are inundated daily. And I talk about this all the time things we can't control that are coming out of the sky, literally, like, <laughs> um, so if we can do things in our daily life to like eliminate toxins from our body and then also reduce that burden we're getting like in our home, the environment we can control, then, you know, that's a huge piece. Now, it's funny, you had made a video on Instagram the other day about drinking water, right? Mm-hmm. And my wife is on me about drinking water. Like, it is, it's a big deal in the house. I mean, I get screamed at because uh-huh. yes, I drink too much coffee. It's a problem. And, uh, <laughs> oh, but the antioxidants, um, but the water, I mean, people don't understand that that is 
the real detoxification. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, truly, that's how you're detoxing the body. I mean, think about if you've ever, if anyone listened, if anyone listening to this has ever changed a filter from the refrigerator, if you've changed a filter on your air conditioner, that is what your kidneys are trying to do in those little tubules, you mm-hmm. know, and you've got to keep them flush and you've got to keep them lubricated. And the minute you neglect that, bad things happen. And that is how you can start to build up a very toxic inside. I mean, there's many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, water is and super important. Think about too. Um, I mean, now we're learning more about the right kind of water, like, you know, certain filters are better than others. And like certain bottled waters are better than others. Like there's all, yeah, there's like, (laughs) there's the quality of your water matters. Like it's just everything, but you know, you could get, go down a huge rabbit hole with all of that. But did you, did you see the article on CNN the other day about the baby food? No. They pretty much said it was like Gerber and I don't know how many other Johnson and Johnson. I'm, I don't. I don't even want to use you know companies' names because I I don't recall. But I shared it on my Facebook. Yeah. They came out and admitted that they had like all these levels of toxic, uh, uh, toxic metals, um, formaldehydes. I, I don't even know all these just yeah. things that were beyond the legal limit, just contaminated in baby food. Oh, and it's just out bad. there, like you know, nobody's arguing about that on online though. You yeah, know. it's really sad. Uh, I mean it's it's so sad and that's that's we're talking about toxic load. I mean in the article it literally stated, you know, not good for baby's brain development. But what's interesting is a lot of these were the same ingredients that make their ways into a lot of vaccines, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's none of my animal. business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my gosh. Well, toxic heavy metals, um if you don't mind real quick, I'll no, please. The, the, the heavy metal detox smoothie that I drink every day. I my kids drink it so I make sure that they have their little share of it too. Um, the ingredients in it are designed to pull toxic heavy metals like out of our brain and out of different organs and safely like remove, then our body can eliminate them and like remove it because that's where of course, like, uh, autoimmune conditions and Alzheimer's and all kinds of different brain, you know, chronic illnesses, but also our skin, like the psoriasis, eczema and acne those are heavy metal issues where the Epstein-Barr virus is literally feeding on those toxins, on those heavy metals, and it comes out on our skin as dermatoxin, which is what, so if you're, if anyone's suffering from eczema, psoriasis, or acne, highly Uh, recommend the heavy metal detox smoothie and celery juice. And that's the heavy metal detox. Correct me if I'm wrong here. And I could pull up a sheet. I, I hope I copied it, but that's like, the two bananas. Should I be saying it? Is it giving away the golden calf? Oh no, totally. Give it away. Oh. Yeah. It's a I squeeze a fresh like a an orange. I squeeze a one orange into a blender, like a Vitamix. And then I fill up the rest. So you want like a, a cup of liquid, whether it be water or orange juice, he prefers. Like fresh squeeze though, not from like Tropicana. But you know, you're gonna you're gonna be squeezing your lemon or your oranges. Um, two cups of frozen wild blueberries, not cultivated. They have to be wild, frozen wild blueberries from, you know, you can get them anywhere, but they have to be wild. Um, and then two bananas, uh, a, a teaspoon of barley grass juice powder, a teaspoon of spirulina and a handful of Atlantic, Atlantic dulse, which is like a sea vegetable and, um, cilantro, like a handful of cilantro right in the blender and it tastes really good my kids love it which is great because otherwise it'd be a disaster but yeah we drink it every day that's awesome on top of 
the heavy metal detox, celery juice daily, everything that you're already giving us, mm-hmm. all these golden nuggets. Talk to us about yeah. oil. Now, I, oh, I know, yeah. you know, if someone asks me about oils in my office and I, I carry some CBD products, I, I use the Terra Deep Blue, as I've stated before. I mean, that's one of my go-to. My patients love it. Uh, I know about the aromatherapy benefits. Uh, certainly what it does to the chemical reaction in the brain to, to smell these scents is therapy in itself. But mm-hmm. what, what can you tell us? Like, what, there's got to be more. I mean, yeah. Totally. So they are, because they're carbon-based and so are we, and they, you know, like Western medicine, it doesn't permeate a cell membrane like essential oils do because it's the same kind of mat or, you know, the, the same base. So when you have like a virus in your body or bacteria or something, it's easier for the essential oils to permeate that cell and do what it needs to do, which is why, you know, the oils like oregano and thyme and clove, a lot of the antiviral, antibacterial oils work so well. It's because they're able to penetrate through the cell membrane. And that's really like how they work on that cellular cellular level versus the Western medicine that doesn't really work on a It works tremendously well, but not on a cellular level like essential <laughs> oils do. <laughs> so yeah, and the lim- you, got, you got into the aromatherapy piece, but like the limbic part of our brain, which is like our, the subconscious part of our brain, Mm-hmm. That's why, like, when you walk into, a, say, an Italian restaurant, it smell like smell reminds you of like your grandmother's house when you were a little kid. You're just automatically like brought back to like a happy place. Mm-hmm. That's how our brain works with like smells or you know music. You hear a song sometimes. You're like, oh, like it reminds you of like a specific time in your life. That's our subconscious mind at work. And essential oils connect with that limbic part, the limbic system. They're amazing. And what is your favorite oil? Oops. Oh my gosh. Huh. Oh, it's too many. Uh, that's a hard question. I would probably say frankincense, the king of oils. It's like you can use it for really anything. It's anti aging, it's anti inflammatory, it's good for your immune system mm-hmm. and nervous system. It's for every body system and it smells so good and it tastes good. I put a, a drop under my tongue every day. You would agree, based on what we've already talked about, that you can't replace good nutrition. But yeah, how do people, there's a lot to edit there, but how do people start making those small changes? What's like you're talking to somebody, mother of two, just fed up, not feeling good. Even after you told her the protocols and she's like, what should I do? What's the first thing I'm going to do tomorrow to be that healthier version of me so I can live like the way Alicia lives? Really? <laughs> um, so we touched on it a little bit, but I would say the water intake is huge because that's helping our, our organs filter out the things they need to filter out. And also it, it's good for our blood to have like a really well hydrated body. And so our blood doesn't get thick. And so it keeps everything functioning really well. Um, so hydrating, I would always, I, I go by the rule of thumb where if you're like active, but you're not running like marathons every day, but like half of your body weight in fluid ounces. So I'm like around 120 pounds. So I, I make sure that I drink 60 ounces of water every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a day that I tend to maybe have a coffee or CrossFit or, you know, go for a longer run, I might drink a little more than that, but water's huge. So I would make sure that that particular mom was watching her water consumption. Um, and then I always tell people that it goes right back to what you said, like these little tiny incremental shifts. Um, I call them like micro shifts, but like 
there's the, now it's coming. People are talking more about habit stacking, but creating these little rituals throughout your day that become just that, that they're, you know, it's like when you wake up in the morning and go brush your teeth, like that's a healthy habit. You want to try and find these things that are almost like a trigger. So you know to do it. Like when you get up out of bed, you brush your teeth. Or in, for instance, like if, when you go into your kitchen, you have a little canister on your countertop that has your supplements in it. So you see it every time you go into the kitchen. And so, you know, cause supplements are things that people forget to take every day because they're in a cabinet. So if you put them somewhere where you can see them, then, you know, throughout the day, you can take your little bit here and there. Um, but like these little tiny shifts that become just normal life for you. Um, and I always working with women in general, they have their little, their things that make them happy, but they don't want to give up. So I'm a huge fan of like, you don't have to give up those things, like add in a healthy habit. And then once you start to feel better, you'll kind of, unless it's smoking, if you're smoking cigarettes, I'm gonna tell you to quit smoking. <laughs> but like, <laughs> if you're eating a cookie every night after dinner, like it's fine. Um, but oh I think <laughs> like, honestly, in the beginning it is like it, you don't want to just like overhaul your life. That's not sustainable. So yeah. you start with like, yeah, keep your cookie, but like in the morning, make sure you're drinking your water with lemon. First thing, like add that healthy habit in. And then after a couple of weeks, you'll be like, Oh, I'm feeling good. Like, all right, let's do something else. Let's like add a salad at lunchtime. If you're not eating leafy greens, like add a salad start adding healthy things and you'll start to feel better. And then you can, then you can slowly take away the unhealthy things. It's interesting. <laughs> that, that's why I made that reaction to the cookie. <laughs> I, I found with most of the people I work with, it is always that cheat or treat. Yeah. Gets them in trouble because they haven't been able to, and it's not weaning off because you can wean off of carbohydrates. You can wean off of like complex carbs, eat less rice. Mm -hmm. don't eat pizza switch to a cauliflower you know kind of crust now that that option exists um you could do that but it's like the sweets i mean they are and it's not just me personally i've seen it time and time again it's a trap you know it's like start start star wars it's a trap and yeah just get it's it's like a slippery slope Mm -hmm. it actually reminds me of so you know uh dr joel khan Mm -hmm. he's like the plant-based you know guru one of the top ones Anyways, very, very, very respected Mm -hmm. author, right? And he always talks about, he's like, man, he goes, uh, what does he say? Um, In moderation is a slippery slope. Yeah. And that's why like the the little thing that I do different is when I see people making these micro shifts, micro changes, Mm -hmm. better habits, I'm always worried about like giving the green light, like, hey, if you like a little ice cream, you like a cookie. I almost want to be like, if you can't give that up now, you know, for like three months or something, then I feel like. They won't make it, but I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I agree with there's, there comes a point where you do like, if you're eating that every night, you, you do have to give that up for sure. But I think mentally to wrap your mind around, especially for moms and women, like no offense to like the guys, but like we give so much of ourselves every single day to like our kids. Um, and sometimes it's that one little thing that like, it's for us and we just look forward to it. And it's I, like, I just want that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so that's why, and I mostly do work with women and moms. so they're always excited when I'm like, you don't have to like give that up yet. Like just, you know, add these healthy pieces first. You'll start to feel a difference. You'll start to feel better. And then we'll like cut that back to like, you know, smaller portion and then eventually it will disappear. (laughs) That's the last thing. It's like, don't go to Dr. Perlman. He won't let you have your cookie. No. (laughs) Go find find Alicia. (laughs) She'll wean you off that cookie, Uh, right? Eventually I'm going to tell you to stop eating the cookie, but not right away. (laughs) <laughs> and then you'll be nibbling on celery. 
and yes. uh, bacon <laughs> celery juice every day. <laughs> I mean, so, I still have like my like little things I like to have. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, when we go out to eat, I get dessert. It's fine. Oh, yeah. cool. You're gonna enjoy your life too. <laughs> what What are your thoughts on intermittent fasting or any kind of fast? I'm not a fan. Like I, I've never. I mean, aside from the juice, no, it wasn't even a fast. So it was just a juice cleanse that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see the point. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. And here's what's so cool. When you helped me, when you uh, guided me with the uh, medical medium uh, insight for the virus protocol mm-hmm. and I was researching just fasting. Cause like, here's the thing, right? The only reason anyone should fast is for to achieve autophagy. Prolong fast, the sweet spots at like 36 hours where you begin to um, basically recycle the cells just your body's not going to use, right? So other than the emotional, psychological component and the victory and depleting your body of glycogen, you're being dehydrated and looking thinner, there's not really a reason to be fasting. Well, I'm with you. I really, and I have said this on all my podcasts because all my fo- podcasts with maybe the last two were more focused on like particular humanitarian efforts and or um, particular injuries, mm-hmm. but they're always focused around, you know, food lifestyle. And I really hate the concept of fasting. Turns out, turns out that viruses thrive during the body's process of autophagy. Ah. So by me actually just trying to starve it out, <laughs> by me trying to starve it out, I was actually doing the virus. Yeah. And by me getting all those antioxidants in, from the, uh, the juice, the celery juice, and then getting the zinc, which I also incorporate uh, NAC, also known as NAC, um, which is the precursor for glutathione, the most abundant antioxidant in our body. And the way that that can then uh, fight the oxidation uh, that's going on within not just the liver, but all the cells of the body to then you know, fight the good fight. I mean, I, I was back within 24 hours. Uh, no, yeah. less actually. It was less than that. I got to be honest. It's amazing. Yeah. Fasting. I really, I don't like the body having to be that stressed that often. I think that people use it as a tool to get into ketosis because again, it's all about ketosis, mm-hmm. but, which is why I was, I really wanted to A, have you on, talk to somebody who embodies, right? Plant-based fitness, you know, not depriving herself lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And now show you guys out there who maybe think that I'm going to give you some golden nugget about ketosis. Well, I just did <laughs> lots of, a lot of vegetables and uh, a lot of fibrous, low glycemic, green spinach, uh, cooked well, Brussels sprouts, bok choy, asparagus, and holy moly, you can get into deeper ketosis. I love bok choy. <laughs> I just went to a restaurant last night. Ordered a soup with bok choy. My wife's like, "Why? What is this? It was bok choy. What's this coming from?" What's <laughs> bok so choy? Yeah. I was sitting there just eating it like I was a rabbit. <laughs> um, yeah. But Alicia, seriously though, I'm I'm really glad we got an opportunity to chat and catch up and yeah, share awesome. some of the knowledge with you know people that you know. Frankly, I think uh, should say. I hope that anyone that was listening got something from Alicia and all her experience and knowledge. And do we want to leave anybody with some final thoughts and some words of wisdom? Um, Just especially for the moms who are listening, I want to uh, 
strongly suggest that you make sure you're taking care of yourself first because you can't pour from an empty cup. Like if you are giving your all to your kids all day and you're neglecting yourself, then it's, you're just not being the best version of yourself for your family. So I think a huge thing, a big takeaway for the moms would be to make sure you're taking care of yourself and take the healthy route because you want to be here for your kids, right? Damn right. We don't want to have to have the kids, you know, foot the bill, the emotional bill yeah, of, exactly. uh, you know, not being healthy because you can't take care of anybody if you're not feeling good. Right, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Alicia, for coming on the podcast. Hopefully we can do this again one day. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, it's so fun. Go Bucks. Ah, yeah. It's going to be <laughs> exciting. <laughs> and uh, until next time, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. All right. Thank you so much.